Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Ask Zach. Today, we are going to talk about the Chet Atkins Appreciation Society and the convention that they put on every year here in Nashville. Kind of, uh, I, I actually spoke at the event this year. It was it was in mid-July, and I was honored to be asked to speak, and I spoke on the influence of Chet Atkins. And... There was something that I hit on that I thought was really important. I'm not going to give the whole, you know, spiel that I did at the uh, at the convention, but I wanted to hit on something really important about using your influences wisely, and I have a great example of that. And so, uh, yeah, going to talk about the convention. Going to talk about uh, a highlight of my uh, my you know presentation at the convention. And then we're going to uh, do the book nook segment. And today we're going to talk about the Pete Anderson book, How to Produce a Record. And uh, yeah, so this is a good little book. So I'll give a little review of that at the end of the show. All right. Well, first off, I want to thank my uh, Patreon supporters. And I also want to uh, let y'all know that uh, just about every episode of the show has been uploaded as a podcast. So if you want to catch up uh, on past Ask Zach episodes while you're driving around in your car or uh, mowing the lawn or whatever, uh, you can do that now. And so it's on you know, all the, uh, the major podcast hosting uh, platforms. So you can check those out. So please do so. All right. Well, let's dive in. So recently I got a phone call from the uh, head of the Chet Atkins Appreciation Society, or CAS, as they say, and he asked that I speak at their event. And I had been aware of the Chet Atkins Appreciation Society and the fact that they did this uh, convention in mid-July. And I'd never been to the actual convention, but I'd been to some of the events that they held off-site. So uh, these are down to some parties that uh, a friend of mine had hosted where George Groon and other, you know, luminaries would be at and be kind of a pick and party uh, to a concert that they used to do at the, uh, well, they, they always did kind of a finale concert. And one of them was done years ago um, here in Franklin, a little bit south of Nashville. And I'd gone to that, and it was an amazing show. It had uh, Pat Bergeson and uh, Pete Huttlinger, the late Pete Huttlinger, and uh, also uh, 
Jack Pearson and Tommy Manuel and others. And uh, I have to say that uh, Jack Pearson stole the show on that. But So I had been to some of the events, but I had never uh, actually attended the show. And so I was attending it and, and uh, getting to speak and also ended up playing. So Megan... Taylor Anderson is a good friend of mine, and she is the grandniece of Chet Atkins, and she performs every year at, uh, you know, in the nightly concerts, and so she asked me to join her, and so I played mandolin and uh, Telecaster, did not try, attempt to play like Chet, that's not my bag, though I love Chet, I was gonna, not gonna embarrass myself by trying to play like Chet Atkins in front, in front of a bunch of, uh, Chetophiles, and uh, let me just say that uh, I at the convention I was re I really enjoyed getting to meet a lot of you guys that were there, including Tom Rutledge who sent me this uh, T-shirt, and Brad who I think is Bender Fifty Seven, and uh, some other guys that uh, that catch the the show. So thank you so much for coming up and saying hi and, and chatting with me. So I. Uh, I spoke, I played at the, the concert, and uh, yeah, when I was initially asked to, uh, to speak, I felt like, well, I have to talk about Chet Atkins. And as I did research on Chet, kind of, and, and I've done a lot of research on Chet, but, um, but digging back in, what came to mind was the influence that Chet Atkins has had on other people, and also some of the unusual influences of Chet Atkins. And uh, we're all aware of probably the influence of Merle Travis or Django Reinhardt or Les Paul, but you know, did you know that the first, you know, the person that influenced Chet to uh, to play fingerstyle in the first place was Texas blues guitarist Blind Lemon Jefferson. So, yeah. That, that kind of blew my mind. And then also, as I was reading up on him, uh, it reminded me of just the influence of hardship in our lives. And so Chet had really bad asthma, and he was isolated a lot, and he moved around because his parents had gotten divorced, and he uh, he went and lived with his, his dad for a while down in Georgia. And... Uh, and he had this long period of time where he, you know, he didn't have any musician friends and he would just play guitar by himself. And, uh, and also, of course, the asthma that kept him kind of by himself. And that was really a formative thing as far as his playing and, uh, and the fact that he learned, you know, finger style and how to play these solo guitar arrangements, because that's what the finger style or you know, it's all about, you know, kind of playing the bass line and the melody and some type of rhythmic thing going on all at the same time. It's all to, for the guitar to be its own thing, not needing any accompaniment. So then I also talked about the influence of Chet Atkins. And there's, you know, all sorts of obvious ones, but I wanted to... to talk about a non-obvious one that I think is a great way to frame our influences so that we don't become a pastiche or just a, a copycat. So I'm just going to play the lick. Mm -hmm. 
right, that was the intro to Son of a Preacher Man, played by Reggie Young. And, uh, of course, on Dusty Springfield's uh, Dusty in Memphis record. And when I interviewed Reggie, you know, before he passed away, I asked him, I said, where did that lick come from? Because think about that lick. That's unlike anything you've ever heard on an R&B slash pop you know, track in your life. And he said, that was me, you know, trying to play like Chet Atkins on an R&B tune. And all of a sudden it made perfect sense. You know, you had the sliding sixth and the open string. You know, the false harmonic, open strings, all these things that were trademark Chet Atkins. And frankly, even though there were other people doing it, most people heard those techniques from Chet. And uh, I was blown away by that. And also, I thought, that is the perfect way to use your influences, to where the only way someone hears the influence is if you pull it out and describe it to them. And uh, so that's what I I'm trying to strive for now. Instead of you know someone being able to watch me and say, oh, he's playing like James Burton now, or he's playing like so-and-so now, or he's doing whatever. Uh, is just to take all those influences and use them in a way in which no one's able to pick it out. Because you take those influences and you put them in kind of, I guess what you'd call unusual circumstances. Because you wouldn't think of Chet Atkins necessarily playing on a on Dusty Springfield record. Uh, another kind of good example of this is uh, Pete Anderson, who I'm going to talk about in a bit. Uh, you know, I love the fact that... Uh, Pete Anderson said in one of, uh, one of one of his interviews that uh, you know he uh, he you know loved it when he was able to sneak in a Freddie King lick, and so so many people don't realize that uh, Pete Anderson is a blues guitarist. That's what he was. That's what he was before he you know started playing country music, hardcore blues player from Detroit, and he enjoyed. You know, whether it was on Dwight Yoakam's little sister or wherever he could, he would he loved throwing in blues licks wherever he could, but he would throw them in a way where it would kind of, you know, wasn't obvious. And uh, I think that's the ba best way to uh, wear your influences. So may we all strive to do that. All right. Uh, and just to wrap it up, I really enjoyed being at the Chet Atkins convention. It was a, a ton of fun. There were so many great players. There were a lot of Gretsch and Mayton and other companies had uh, had a booth. Um, yeah, there were tons of great guitars to see, tons of great players. A highlight for me was seeing the French family band. So that is my friend Stu French. Uh, he and his wife and son, uh, whose name is Sonny, uh, have a band and they performed, they were the, uh, kind of the headliner on uh, Friday night at the Chet Atkins event. And they were amazing. They were just ridiculously great. And, uh, Janae Fleener, who is the, uh, I think she's once the uh, CMA musician of the year for the last couple of years. She's a great fiddler. And I met her many years ago. We worked together out on the road. Um, she uh, sat in with them, and it was just an amazing show. Uh, if you ever hear of the French Family Band, uh, you need to check them out. In fact, I'll put a link to uh, one of their performances. You know, they've been on the Opry, and they've been uh, on a number of uh, television shows. So, all right. 
Time for the book nook. So Pete Anderson recently uh, recently published this book. Uh, it's called How to Produce a Record, A Player's Philosophy for Making a Great Recording. This is a great, fun book. It's, you know, not too thick. And uh, before you start thinking it's a how-to as far as, like, technically how to make a record, it's not that. This is really kind of the psychology and philosophy, kind of big picture of making a record. How to organize your thoughts, how to, how to do the process, and also a lot of it is how to deal with people. And I, th I think it's really well done. And uh, going through the book, I could really see where there were times where I worked with producers that uh, really exemplified a lot of these things. And then times where, you know, inexperienced guys didn't exemplify this. And the producer's job is really to, uh, to make the process as easy as possible and try to keep people relaxed and, uh, you know, to get it done as uh, quickly and efficiently as, as possible. And so, you know, this, this is not a book for just a Pete Anderson fan because he's not really talking about guitar stuff in general. I mean, he talks a touch, but it's really about uh, how to handle yourself, how to organize things, and how to treat people so that you are able to get a good performance out of them. Again, a lot of it is about the psychology of being a producer even to the point of, uh, he even has one chapter on uh, a really funny thing that's, you know, where you let the artist, you know, have one of their friends or husband or wife or whatever perform on the record and then you replace it and say it was them uh, because that happens, you know, more, more than we think. And uh, that way... You know, they're able to say, yeah, my friend, you know, played drums on this. And actually, you know, it ended up being being someone else. Uh, yeah, a lot of really great tidbits. And uh, again, it's a it's a pretty uh, quick read and uh, well done. So I'll put a, a link to that in the description also. All right, guys, well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And uh, if you're a Chet Atkins fan, then uh, you ought to plan on coming out to Nashville uh, mid-July next year. And uh, you can uh, find out more at the Chet Atkins Appreciation Society online. All right, guys, see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.